breaking news on Bible Diggers News Network. We're recording. Hey, I figured I'll start the way we started episode one and start off with some breaking news, baby. We are on the last book of the Bible. That's some breaking news. Made it. Is that real news or fake news, Mark? Uh, Yeah, that's the last book. It's a ding or no ding, Ryan. That's a ding. That that's is, a ding, baby. That's the ding. That's the ding. So I'm super excited about this coming season. We have probably the most educational season coming your way that we've ever done in Bible Dinger history. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, historical contexts have always been the thing that we do amazing. Yeah. But now we're kind of doing a deep dive in one book for the first time. We're talking symbolism. We're talking all sorts of things. Why don't you tell them about the new season, Ryan? Yeah, and just to clear that up, I wasn't laughing at the fact that it's educational. I was laughing at the fact that you said Bible Dinger's history because that's kind of funny. Four years. Yeah, yeah. Four years. Yep, four years. I look back through the sands of Bible Dinger's time. And uh, the other day I saw a memory <laughs> on Facebook and I clicked on it and I posted it on our Instagram. If you don't follow us, make sure you hit us up at Bible Dingers across the board. But I found out that I think it was three days ago. It was our four year mark together. Nice. It was, was uh, it releasing. Yeah. The four years since we released our since first episode. Released. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Which means we've been together longer than that. Yep. Yep. So yeah. it took four years to do the whole Bible on our pace. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, we do take some season breaks. Yeah. We take a lot of breaks. That are longer than they're supposed to be. Yeah. But hey, here we are. Here we are. And you know what? It's supposed to take you that long if you want to know the historical context of the whole Bible anyway. That's it. You can't learn historical context in less than four years. No, for real. If you really took every episode and took it really seriously and you studied and memorized everything... It would have taken you about four years to memorize it all. So mm. if you don't take it that seriously, that's why we have the breaks. It's not for our benefit. That's right. It's, it's for, for your yours. benefit. Right. And right. we don't want we don't want to <laughs> overload you with education and and funny dad puns and things yeah, of that nature no, no. because too much is too much, you know? It's like any you know, it's like anything. It's like anything. <laughs> too much is too much. Everything you know? in moderation. Exactly. If I gave you 75 cupcake, cupcakes in one sitting, it would be too much. That would be too much cupcakes. But if I gave you one a day for 75 days. Yeah. And that's what we did. We gave you 75 cupcakes. Seven, cupcakes. <laughs> 75 theological 75 cupcakes. 75 theological cupcakes yeah. for 75 days. Yep. You're welcome. With some context icing and some, some theology sprinkles. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so anyways, this season is a little bit different because it's dedicated to one book of the Bible, uh, that book being Revelation. So most times we'll go through seven or eight books of the Bible. We'll stop a couple times and discuss theology within some of the uh, more difficult books. And since this is such a difficult book, we started out with having just the the four different views on for eschatology 
And we were thinking to ourselves, that's really not enough to really take a deep dive and have an understanding of Revelation, just having sort of really a cursory knowledge of these four views. So the order of this season is going to be, today's episode is just the Revelation context. It's going to be all the stuff that you're used to hearing from us, the author, the date of writing, the purpose, things of that nature. But we're not going to get into the actual outline of Revelation. And a big reason why is because it really depends on your eschatological view, how you think the outline of Revelation flows. Um, so we're going to move from today's Revelation context episode into the four major views of eschatology. We have Joel Webin teaching us the view of postmillennialism. We have Craig Blomberg teaching us historic premillennialism. We have Daryl Bach teaching dispensational premillennialism, and we have Chris Gardner teaching amillennialism. And so once you have a basic understanding of the four major views of eschatology, then we're going to honestly move into what we may more fall into. And we typically don't do that, but honestly, we had to lean a lot on our pastor for this series, this, this season what I should say, because Revelation is such a difficult book and he has studied it at great lengths for many years. And so we had to sort of reach outside of ourselves for this season for some help because it's, it's a tough one. And so from there, we're going to move into a section where we actually dive deep into the book. We're going to talk about the significance of the different numbers that you see in Revelation we're going to talk about the significance of the different types of symbols that you see in Revelation. And then we're going to actually walk through and you can apply what you've learned from all the different views as well as the signs and symbols episodes. And we'll walk through the outline of Revelation and discuss what we think it says, <laughs> basically. So... I know that was a lot, but we, we wanted to make sure we did Revelation justice and we wanted to make sure that we could help you learn it because I think even for myself, it's easy to dismiss Revelation as being too hard to understand. And so we'll just focus on the epistles or some books in the Old Testament or things of that nature. But it's God's word. And so I think it's important that we study it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I can't wait. Revelation has become now one of my favorite books because of the way our pastor did a deep dive. And honestly, he's he's a great voice for it because it's his favorite book of the Bible. So he's studied it the last 30 or 40 years in depth. It's his favorite book. And he just preached through the whole book. So that's why we used him. So with that said, we are at the end of the Bible. The end. And by the way, Mark, this song has a really long intro. So feel free to cut it. Oh. You couldn't just skip ahead? <laughs> just jump right into the 40, 45 second mark. Mark. Oh. Which mark was Mark and here which mark here was comes. Mark? Oh, sorry. This is the point I wanted to make right here. Okay. Right here. This is the end. Beautiful prayer. Wow. This is the end. 
This is a great song for like a show. It's the end of our elaborate plans, guys. Are we your only friends, Nick? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> no safety or surprise, guys. You're welcome. Yeah. We're never going to mm. look into your theological eyes again. No, I was talking in reference to the single books that we've discussed. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll mm. never really look into their hypothetical eyes hypothetical ever again. Hypothetical eyes. Yeah. Because, after uh, you read the Bible once, you don't read it again. You don't ever exactly. look at them again. Yeah. Ever. There's no need. You don't look in its eyes ever again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks for that, bro. You're welcome, bro. The end. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm so glad we did that. Yeah. <laughs> I promise that it will be worth it. Yeah. The people love that song. The people. The people have told me. Honestly, um, I've never heard that song. It's by Same. the doors. Yeah. You well know the doors? I, know. I I know of the picture of the guy with his shirt off. I know that's like a famous picture of the door singer. It's the end. And that's all I know about the doors. I don't know the doors. Well, you had to walk into one to get here. Yeah, that is true. So, you know a little bit about doors. That is true. You know quite a bit, actually. You use them every day. Yeah. Oh, got the bug. All right. Was it bugging you? It was. I think it bit me too. Did it? <laughs> my uh, my wife homeschools, and because of that, we have an ant farm. They escaped. <laughs> They escaped, yeah. Oh, no. Bro, it was like movie stuff. They built their sand up to their breathing hole, and they crawled out. Oh, we knew goodness. that was going to happen. We told yeah. you. Yeah. And where'd they go? All over the place, all over the dining room, no all over the kitchen. Yeah, we got most of them. We were, uh, we were vacuuming up them up with our little handheld vacuum, uh-huh. and then we were launching them out the window from the vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> the thing like... The handheld thing like shoots open, yeah. So we pop it open. They go. You think they screamed on the way down? I think so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You could hear it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I forgot where the sound bites are. So help me out here. What are you trying to do? Ding or no ding, baby. Bible dingers, ding or no ding. Hey hey hey. I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark, and we are Bible Dingers. And you know how we start each and every show, if you've been a long-time listener. But if this is your first time listening, we start each and every show with ding or no ding. Well, I come up with a news headline or a fact or whatever I want, really. (laughs) And Ryan and Mark have to decide whether it's ding real or no ding fake. Mm. And then we dive into the topic at hand and you know what that topic is. It's the end. The topic has been revealed. It's the apocalyptic literature. It's the Armageddon. Revel it's in the, the revel in the book. It's the I'll see you later. Okay. It's the revelation, the book of revelation. Uh, but before we do that, are you ready for this yep are you ready for yep. this yep 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 to get my handy dandy 
notebook. Sorry, I have Steve. kids. Steve. Steve kids. vibes. I have kids, bro. I'm getting right. major Steve vibes from you, bro. Wait, there's a new guy. Is there Joe? Yeah. No, there's a new guy. A new Steve and Joe? Mm-hmm. He's Filipino. Oh, no. Really? Is, uh, is his name Philip? I hope so. <laughs> he was in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. He did like a whole musical number. Yeah, I no saw the way. new. Uh, I saw the new. Um, the new movie, the new Blue Clues movie, set in New York. Blue's Clues movie. Yeah, it, bro. It, it wasn't as woke as I <laughs> thought it would be. It was. Yeah, it was nowhere near as woke as I thought it woke. would be. It's yeah. just Blue's Clues. Yeah. Mm, this is could be the woke yeah, police some, over here. Blue's Clues has had some wild stuff. The yeah. wokest thing I saw was that everything was rainbow, but they didn't say why, so yeah, I didn't yeah. care. Yeah, who cares? Um, but it's it, Noah. It was not nearly as woke as I am right now at 6.45 in the morning. Wow, I'm pretty awake. Anyway, there's a fruit in China called Buddha's Hand that contains no fruit or pulp, and locals say it got its name from its ability to appear like it's levitating. Hmm. Tooting or not tooting? That is the question. What is the answer? What do you guys think? Ding. Ding? Ding dong. Mm. You want me to read it again? No. <laughs> I'm sure you got it. I think, see, I, I think I know the fruit in my mind. I think it's yellow and looks like all crazy. Okay. Like a hand. Kind of. Okay. But you think Nick embellished the truth. Maybe. Like it's partially true. Maybe. I'll go with ding. Ding. Yeah. All right. So I'm starting this episode with a win because y'all wrong. Really? Does it actually have fruit? It has no fruit, no pulp. And I guess you just use it as a zest. I don't really know. Uh. Um, But it's got his name because it looks like a hand. I just added the levitating thing. Mm. Okay. Oh, because Buddha levitated or whatever. I I see. Buddha's hand is a citrus fruit in the citron family, Uh which looks like a lemon with a long finger-like segments growing from it. Yeah. While it contains no fruit or pulp, it is extremely fragrant, and the peel and rind can be used for a number of dishes like salad dressings, marinades, baked goods, and drinks. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen it. So... I start this episode. Yeah, I do actually. With a win. Do the fingers kind of go to the side? Uh yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. I've never seen that. No? Do you guys listening see it? Yeah, do there it see, is. Do you see it? There it is. It's okay. like blues clues. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> hey, when I was a kid, I was bullied for having some holes in my jeans. Now it's fashion. I say to the say I start caring about people's reactions, oh, how I be acting. I know it's people that's watching me plot up for me to slip up and ain't happening. I get my peace and no one laid in Jesus the same way as Baffin. And I gotta, I gotta uh, keep the fanny close. Nice to meet ya. That's right, you are, and we are about to dive into the topic at hand, and that is the book of Revelation, and I, we hope for sure that you learn a lot. 
So here we go. First and foremost, we talk about the way I cannot find any of these sound bites. Where are the I always know there's going to be like a little circle motion with your finger. <laughs> you do it every time. You always go. Do I? Yeah. Do yeah. I? And so I kind of, I like, I like to watch like that. To watch so I let you struggle a little bit. <laughs> it's like your buffering symbol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish your finger was blue, bro. The, I got the wheel of death, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm orchestrating. Yeah. A yeah. mini choir in my head. Yeah. All right, the title, Revelation, is one of the only books in the whole Bible which begin with its own unique title. And that is, the full title is The Revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. The Greek word for revelation, apocalypsis. Did I say that right? Probably not. Uh, yeah. Uh, apocalypsis? Ap- ap- I, don't, apocalypsis? I, w- I don't know about loop. I would say apocalypsis. Apocalypsis. All right. The Greek word for revelation, apocalypsis. <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse? Yeah. Sis. There you go. Well, I don't know how you say it, but I know what it means. And it means an uncovering, unveiling, or disclosure. Mm. So. I don't know what the word is, but I know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I know what the word is. Yeah. I just don't know how to say it. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Well, okay why don't okay. you say it for me? What do you say? Apocalypsis. Apocalypses. <laughs> right? That's it yeah, right there. Apocalypses. Yeah. You got to make it sound. Who wrote this? Italian. Yeah. Apocalypses. Ah, apocalypses. Hey. Apocalypses. <laughs> Get me apocalypses. <laughs> I really need a packet of those oopsies. Yeah. All right. So the author is John. <laughs> Man, you're really jumping right in. Yes, because you said who wrote this. Yeah. Well, so I was obligated to, you know, answer yeah. the question real quick before they forgot. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, how about... So I think when a lot of people hear the word apocalyptic, they just jump to, mm. like... Scary. Scary stuff, death, and... Armageddon, all that. Yeah. But really what you're saying is it's just, it means the removing of a veil mm-hmm. to like see kind of what's going on behind the surface. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll get into that for the general purpose of the book, but I think it's important to start with what you just said and let you know that this book is not just necessarily about end times. I know that's what you're so excited to hear about the mark of the beast and 666 Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Meanwhile, that's like a small, small section of this entire book. And mainly the entire book is, I would say, 90% the Old Testament pointing back in order to point forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So it is an unveiling of the overall point of the Old Testament pointing to Christ the whole time. And to his reign. Yeah, if you you just look at the word revelation, the root word is reveal. So it's just a revealing of these visions that John had. And then yeah. also the I think all the all the Bibles that are written in the Romantic languages, like Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, I think the title of those are some form of apocalypse. I know in Portuguese it's apocalypsis. I think in Spanish it's apocalypse or some, yeah. something like that. And uh, so, yeah, it's just apocalypse just means the revealing. Yeah. In Italian, it's yeah. apocalypses. 
Apocalypses. Yeah, 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 exactly. Apocalypses. Yep. Do you guys know that people think Mr. Beast now is like Ah, uh, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he'd be healing the blind. Because yeah. he gives money for people to go get surgery. Oh. Say <laughs> tell you. <laughs> the book Revelation says Beast. Beast. Uh his power is from Beezlebub. So <laughs> that Beezlebub. Mr. Beezlebub. <laughs> That visa bulbs is crazy Beezle when he gives people money to get surgery. Ugh. That antichrist. Antichrist. <laughs> who wrote this? Who wrote this? John is actually the person who wrote it, unless you talk to other people, and we'll get to that. But John is identified as the author of this book in verse 1 of chapter 1. It says it clearly. This is John, the apostle who also wrote the gospel and the three epistles. He says it. He says it he he says he wrote it in the book. It's hard to debate. So this has been pretty unanimously agreed upon by theologians throughout history. Besides a few outliers, you have Erasmus, Luther, and Zwingli, and these outliers disagreed almost exclusively based on the theology of the book. So yeah, there are a select few in church history that disagree that John wrote this, but they are not the popular belief on the author. John the Apostle has been confirmed as the writer by Justin Martyr, Irenaeus, Tertullian, Hippopotamus, <laughs> Hippolytus, Clement of Alexandria, and Origen. I love it when Hippopotamus agrees with yeah. me. And besides this, there are unique features to Revelation that are also found in the Apostle John's other writings. So, let's get into those right now. Look at you. Only John's Gospel and Revelation refer to Jesus as the Word. We see that not only in John 1.1, that famous book that we love to go to. So famous. But we see it in Revelation 19.13. And John 1.1 is one of my favorite uh my favorite verses to go to to show the deity of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's just so evident. And John's gospel and Revelation both translate Zechariah 12.10 differently from the Septuagint, but they're in agreement with each other. So it just shows you that John had to write it because he's in agreement with himself in other places. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. And only John's gospel and revelation describe Jesus as the lamb. We see that in John 129, and we see it also in Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. And lastly, both John's gospel and revelation describe Jesus as a witness. John chapter 5, verses 31 and 32, and Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. <laughs> And in the romantic languages, they call him Juan. Juan, Juan. Yeah. What it's is funny because my father-in-law's name is Juan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other day, I was going to put my son on timeout. Um, he's two. And I said, <clears throat> I like to count to three to mm-hmm. prepare him for timeout. And I said, Juan. And I was at I was at my father-in-law's house, and he was like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. I was like, No, two. No, two. No, two. no, three. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Yo, 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 when this was written. 
All right. I love hearing you laugh at the end of that. Me too. It always makes my day. Me too. All right. When this was written, date of writing. So the same early church fathers, actually plus some more, who confirmed John's authorship, explained that Revelation was written in the last decade of the first century. Okay, so they placed the exile of John to Patmos towards the end of Domitian's reign. And Domitian reigned from 81 to 96 AD. Early church tradition says that John was allowed to return to Ephesus after Domitian's death in 96 AD. So lots of folks are out here saying that um, he didn't die on Patmos, that he actually went back to Ephesus after Domitian died. Mm -hmm. This date is confirmed by Arrhenius, Clement of Alexandria, Origen, Victorinus, Eusebius, and Jerome, Rome, Rome. Hey, hey. It's important to note that many of Revelation's original readers would have been alive when Justin Martyr and Irenaeus wrote about who wrote this book and when it was written. So if they were somehow wrong, it would have easily been corrected by the people who Revelation was written to that were still alive yeah. when they were saying this about Revelation. Now, besides the attestation of the early church fathers, there are also internal evidences that point to a later date. There's the spiritual decline of the seven churches evidences. Um, it, it evidences a significant passage of time from when Paul wrote to many of them in the mid-60s AD. These churches were actually strong and spiritually healthy at the time of Paul's writing. But at the time of John's writing, they had degraded significantly. And so you need a passage of time from the 60s when Paul wrote to these churches for them to spiritually degrade into the, the status that they were in in the book of Revelation. Also, the heretical Nicolaitans who are mentioned in Revelation are not mentioned anywhere in Paul's writing. He certainly would have opposed them in his letters that spent a significant amount of time rebuking false teachers. You read through any of Paul's epistles, and half of them are him rebuking false teaching in these local churches. Uh -huh. And he never, ever, ever deals with the Nicolaitans. And it's because they're sort of a later development from Paul. They came after Paul was writing his epistles. <gasps> also, a date in the 90s allows enough time for John's ministry in Asia Minor to pose a threat to the authorities in such a way that they wanted to exile him. So if this book had the earlier date that some folks propose, then it's not as likely that he would have been such a threat to the empire that they wanted to exile him to Patmos. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think that the date of authorship here is really significant when it comes to eschatological views. I think all the evidence and early church attestation leads to a date of authorship in the late 90s AD. Um, and I'm going to be very upfront with you guys. The post-millennial view traditionally claims that Revelation was fulfilled in the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, mm -hmm. which happened, in my opinion, 25 years before Revelation was written. And so... This is Ryan from Bible Ding. This isn't even Nick and Mark's opinions, but in Ryan's personal opinion, I would say that the historical context of 
the book of Revelation doesn't line up with the post-millennial view of the book. And it's because if we reject the attestation of the early church fathers for the book of Revelation, then uh, you guys as as listeners of Bible Dingers know that that puts a question mark on all of the New Testament books because these are the same exact guys who we rely on to attest the authorship of Romans and 1 Corinthians and 1 Timothy. We rely on these same exact names to, to prove who the author and the date of writing was for the entire New Testament. And so if you just sort of cherry pick revelation and say, well, they were wrong on this one. I don't think that really lines up in my opinion. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Are you lying to me? So with that being said, if we go with a date of revelation in the nineties AD, then that would make this chronologically the final canonical book and fittingly is the final book in the canon. It's the end. Yeah. It's the end. It's the end. My friend. Last time I look into your eyes, bro. Yep. Are you talking to the Bible or are you? I don't know. Okay. I'll get a good look, Nick. <laughs> it's the last time. <laughs> do we have a uh, historical context? Yes, we do. Isn't that the whole point of this episode? I mean, yes, I mean, I, well, we I've moved into soundbite, oh, a soundbite question. Soundbite. Because we do. are in the historical context section. I do have one, and I'm the one who chose it, and I forget it every time. No, it's not Action that one. Is coming. No, you always pick oh, that one. Oh, I know which one it is. It's this one. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Am I doing the historical yeah, context? Yeah, I'll do the purpose and fun fact. Because you looked at me and then you raised your eyebrows and then you moved your head in my direction. So that makes me think that I'm doing the historical context. We That's know funny that, that you think that because you are. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's talk about the historical context. <laughs> <Yippee>. <laughs> All right. So historical context. Now that is context of history. Okay. Wow. So that's Deep. the context in which the history happened. Oof. You understand what I'm saying? Got it. Slow down. So too fast. <laughs> God. Daddy no want milk. <laughs> okay. So before being exiled to Patmos, John was ministering in Ephesus and the surrounding churches there in Asia Minor. Now, when we say Asia Minor, we don't mean Eastern Asia such as China, Japan, Thailand, Philippines, Myanmar, Cambodia, uh, Eastern Russia, North and South Korea, Vietnam, Indonesia, Papua New Guinea, okay, Palau potentially. We're not talking about Keep we're going. not talking about the Samoan Islands, oh, okay? Yeah. We're not talking about uh Kyrgyzstan or Mongolia. Okay, we're not talking about Kazakhstan. We're not talking about. Okay, we're not talking about I'm, India. I'm, I'm pretty Nepal. impressed. Okay, Very we're impressed. Not, <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about that. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. so impressed. I know that's about. what you guys were thinking of when we were when we were talking about Asia Minor, right? 
but that's not Asia Minor. We're are you as shocked as I am? That was a lot of names. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Did she just make them up and we're just No, those are them? real places. <laughs> definitely Eastern Asia. You should have yeah. made them up and see if we noticed. I should have. The land of Bachao, you know? It sounds legit. <laughs> the going. land of the Godzilla roll. Oof. You know? Anyways. A little edgy, bro. You don't get the Godzilla roll? Oh, you don't eat sushi. You wouldn't know. Godzilla uh, roll is like a solid sushi roll. Mm. It's like the big the big one with all the stuff. I like it's, dragon it's, rolls. Dragon rolls? That's what you mean? It's much no. better That's than, a the different little, one. than the liquid rolls. The liquid rolls. Yes, because the Godzilla ones are solid. You lost okay. me. Yeah, you lost me. I I prefer my sushi salad, not like, you know, liquidy. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, it did go way over my head. Yeah. All like right. solid? Yeah. Like solid food? Solid. Godzilla. In comparison to fluid? Fluid. That's not solid. What does that have to do with Godzilla? Not solid. Godzilla. Like a liquid roll. Revelation. Liquid roll. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. A liquid roll would not be anywhere near as good as a solid roll. Because you can actually <laughs> eat it. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So anyways... John was ministering in Ephesus and the surrounding churches there in Asia Minor. Now, when I say Asia Minor, what I mean oh, here we go. is modern-day Turkey. Yes, modern-day Turkey, Turkey was the Roman province of Asia Minor. That's what the Romans called it, so blame them. Okay, don't blame me. Mm. So the seven churches in Revelation are churches that he lived near, felt affection for, and ministered to for many years. During these times, persecution was intensifying. Not only was John exiled, but in 2.14, it talks about someone who was martyred in Pergamum. And this is the context in which John is writing this letter. So he's very close to these churches, these seven churches, as long as you take them as literal churches that he was writing to, that this letter was to be delivered to. Then he knew the folks in these churches very well, and he cared about them. And also persecution was intensifying the further on we get in history, in, in New Testament history. So Yep. That's the that's the context of the book. Oh wow. Got it. You remembered to slow down. Yeah. Thank and you. I see you really intently looking at the soundboard, looking for that purpose sound bite. And I'm just waiting for the the finger wiggle. I'm and not. then the circle, I'm not, I'm and then the it. look over at me <laughs> to press the sound bite that you're looking for. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let you do it. General purpose of the book. Was that an accident? No. <laughs> These are some deep turtles. Yeah. That yeah, would I, mean, I you know I never heard a turtle sound like that but uh, I could see porpoise yeah oh a tortoise no <laughs> <laughs> there were some deep tortoises yeah well that's pretty close <laughs> there's some similar letters close in enough. there yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
tortoise. If you tortoise. change the T's for P's, is it it's like the, the same, same word? It's the same word. <laughs> Bro, I think if you change the T's for P's, it's the same word. Talk about revelation. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> all along, I've always thought of turtles when I hit that. Did you guys not? No, that's the other sound bite. You think of turtles <laughs> when you hear that? The tortoise of the book. Okay, you mess, bro. You are on something today, bro. <laughs> bro. You're on something today. The turtles are the titles. Yeah. The tortoise is the purpose. The porpoise. Okay. I thought we were all aligned. Wait. This is like a. You're not being theme. serious. I swear. You don't know what a porpoise. You're is? not being serious, bro. I do bro. know what a porpoise is. What? A turtle. What? Bro, no. Isn't a it like a dolphin? Yeah, porpoise is another word for a dolphin, bro. Bro. It says dolphin there. Yes. But in my head, I've always thought tortoise. No. Because I thought that you would align mm. with the office no. theme Mm-mm. of no. where the turtles. No. Don't you know what sound a dolphin makes? Yeah, it's supposed to Obviously be. Obviously, it's this. <laughs> Obvious. Know? Obviously. Obviously. Right. We could take everything on the soundboard literal because all of these sounds are exactly the way an animal would sound. <laughs> <laughs> A tortoise or a dolphin or a porpoise. Just they like all sound like that. We take Obviously. all of Revelation Obviously. literal. Obviously, yeah. this is real, you know, so you can get really <laughs> mad at me for thinking that this is a tortoise. Bro, what are you talking about, bro? A tortoise is a porpoise. Obviously. If you change the T's to P's. There you go. So you're definitely on to something. Anyway. This was great. Thanks, guys. Yeah. The main purpose of Revelation is no surprise here, not the end times, not the apocalypse, not anything other than Jesus. It describes Jesus, who in the end will receive all the glory and honor. And this is an encouragement to the churches that were being persecuted. All of the end time talk. It's not about the mark of the beast. It's not about getting scared of the vaccination. It's not about all this crazy stuff. It's about in the end times and now and before time began and after the earth is all done with. Either way, it doesn't change the fact that Jesus Christ will get the glory now and forevermore. That is the purpose of the book. And John tells you that. Even in the opening verses of the book, this is the revelation of whom? Jesus Christ. Yamada. Oh. Jesus Christ. So that's the purpose. Think Jesus from the opening page on to the last page, and then maybe you'll have a proper hermeneutic and not be scared of the mark of the beast. Mm. Okay, but when are we going to predict the end? (laughs) It's going to be on the seventh day of the seventh year of the seventh century. That was like a thousand years ago. (laughs) 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 Rough take. Yep. Fun facts. Wait. Let's go. Oh. Remix. Oh. Oh. Oh, The anticipation is. (laughs) Oh. They're even more fun now. Thank you very much. I like the relief that you, that you got. What's uh, it finally? The trumpets hit. Oh, it's over. <laughs> the fun anticipation facts. is over. Ah, uh, thank the Lord. All right. 
I am delivered. All right. The first fun fact is the New Testament begins in Matthew with the first coming of Christ and then closes out in Revelation with the second coming of Christ. <clears throat> Secondly, angels are brought up more in this book than any other. A lot of angelology, including demonology, is pulled from Revelation. Arker. And here we go. Lastly, John alludes to over 500 Old Testament passages in this book. I did tell you that this book was 80 to 90 percent references about what happened in the Old Testament. So if you haven't read the Old Testament, you're not going to know what's going on in the book of Revelation at all. And you're going to come up with all these crazy theories crazy. because John cites about 20 different Old Testament books. His favorite books to allude to seem to be Isaiah or Isaiah, if you're really fancy. I know. Daniel or or Don Daniel. Daniel. If you want to be fancy, Ezekiel <laughs> or Ezekiel or oh, that's the same uh, thing. It's yeah, the same thing, pretty much. Or Zeke, if you want to be ah, super Zeke. Uh, no, but for real, Isaiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, Psalms, the Psalms, Exodus. Jeremiah and Zechariah Look at are you. all his favorite books to allude to. So that means go back and listen to Old Testament episodes that Bible thinkers have given you the historical context for. Start reading them and memorizing the stories that are going on. And then when you read the book of Revelation, it's really going to shine a light as to the purpose of fulfilling Old Testament prophecies in Jesus Christ. The Bible has been pointing to Jesus the whole time. Revelation is no different. It's not all of a sudden pointing you to be fearful of some incoming fire falling down from the sky or some barcode that you're going to get on your hands or potentially a, a chip that you not. put inside your body. Get in your wrist. Potentially not, depending on your view. No. But and it might. None be. of those views are valid. Sorry. Oh, that's the, a hot take. That is a hot take. The purpose <laughs> of this book is to bring Jesus Christ glory if any eschatological view denies that, I deny it oh. right now. Look at you. Look at you. Canceled. Canceled. I am canceled. Sorry. Oh, you're canceling. <laughs> you're canceled? I'm canceling myself. Okay. Uh, oh, that's the best. That's okay. probably the best. Pretty humble. Cancel myself yeah. before you cancel me for Pretty wanting humble. to bring Jesus Christ glory. So sorry. Well, now we find ourselves in a predicament where you're canceled. But we have to finish the episode. But yeah, but you're you. say hey, hey, you're canceled. Look at you. How can I uncancel myself? You have to you call customer service. Media. Oh, uh, customer service. You have to wait on the line, listen to some bad jazz song for a while. Got to What if you just reverse my words, like in no. this section right here? <laughs> no, what no. if you just? Let me play it out in reverse so that people don't know what I said. Yeah. Okay. And then now, from Mark's genius editing, right here is the time where I'm uncanceled. Thank you, Mark. Anyway, that was... Look at you. That was our episode on the book of Revelation. There's firecrackers here. There's clapping. There's popping. There's raining. Oh, that's it. 
That's There's it. deeper clapping. Different of all sizes of hands here. And they're just <laughs> clapping really slowly now. Because people of all shapes and sizes with fat hands, skinny hands, raining down fireworks, different <laughs> types of hand poppers yeah. are all super excited yeah. because we are at the end of the Bible. <laughs> but this is by far not the end of Bible dingers. We have a lot more to give to you regarding the book of Revelation. So, Ryan, are you composed? <clears throat> Get yourself composed, bro. I'm sorry, I like how I like how you envisioning the, <laughs> the slow, fat hands and skinny hands <laughs> clapping together <laughs> as it, uh, you know. Anywho, if this was your first experience with Bible Dingers, we encourage you to listen back to all of our episodes. It's a lot to process so that you can better prepare yourself for the deep dive of Revelation that we're going to do. And if you love what you hear, make sure you go on that YouTube channel and go to, you could just search Bible Dingers on YouTube, and we have a very fast-growing YouTube channel that we want you to subscribe to right now. Right now. Right now. Don't stop the car. And if you are not a part of... Then, Ryan, why don't you tell them how to become a part of Dinger Nation? Certainly. Um, so, basically, what you're going to do is you're going to open up your laptop device. You're going to type in www.patreon.com slash or backslash. I don't know the difference between the two, honestly. But you're going to do one of the slashes, and then you're going to put Bible Dingers after that. And when you do that, you will be part of our Patreon community for as little as $1 a month. And what you get from that is you get to be part of our uh, Instagram chat as well as our Discord chat. You will receive all the early releases that you can handle. We release everything early to our patrons, including podcast episodes, YouTube videos, all that jazz. You will also get audio rips from our YouTube rip, videos. Rip, rip. That was something that was specifically requested by our patrons who are overwhelmingly podcast listeners rather than YouTube watchers. Yep. And so what we've done is we have a lot of content on YouTube and we have gone ahead and ripped the audio so that rip, you can rip, listen rip. to it in podcast form while you're driving to your nine to five and you yep. can listen to us in your ear holes. Yep. And I know that people are like, I don't want to pay for YouTube premium because whenever you swipe up and close out the screen, YouTube is going to shut off the video. Mm. We said, you know what? If you want to get that, you can. But if you don't want to pay for another subscription, we now provide you with just audio of all of our YouTube videos. So not only do we have countless hours of podcasts, uh, episodes for you. We have countless hours of YouTube videos, audio only, just for you. And you get all that for just a dollar a month. And if you don't follow us on social media, you can go on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and search at Bible Dingers across the board. And while you're there, just give me the likes, don't pass, don't and, pass scroll. and scroll. Hit subscribe. 
hit follow, hit that like button right now. And most importantly, ding on. Embrace the dean.